The time in the Inland Northwest is 11 o'clock, and it's time for the piano bench. And we have a very special guest in our studio, pianist Peggy Reich, who has been with us on a couple of occasions in the past. And she's back with us today, and she has a, a new album out that we're going to be talking about. And here's a, a little a piece that opens this album that is by Alexander Scriabin. We'll identify it on the other side. But this is Peggy Reich playing for us from our KPBX studio.
from our KPBX studio, we heard pianist Peggy Reich play music of Alexander Skriabin from a new album that uh, is just out featuring Peggy. And it's an album we're going to be talking about uh, over the next hour or so. And um, in that time, we'll discover some things, I think. And uh, let's get ourselves organized first uh, by welcoming Peggy to uh, KPBX again. Good morning, Peggy, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure entirely. It's been, what, a couple of years? Were you is it pre-pandemic that the last time you were out here? On it the... has been a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I was, it's been, I think I came here right as the pandemic started. It right was at the uh, beginning uh, and then everything happened. Right. You released your album of the uh, music of Maimo Ponce. Yes. At that point. So, um all you know, all these things ready to go, and then reality collapses the scene around us. Right, uh, right. Uh, so, um this is a fascinating album, and uh, maybe let's start with the title, shall we, and uh, kind of work our way uh, around it from there. Um, I will uh, butcher the title, and then you can correct me, <laughs> and okay. we'll take it from there. The uh, title of the album is Ostronenye Musicale. Right, Ostronenye Musicale. I came up with the title because, as you I don't know if you were able to see, but the first piece that I played and all the pieces on this album are for left hand only. That was the, uh, yeah, um, let's do the big reveal right now because that is kind of key to uh, to our dis- discussion as well. Because uh, you may have noticed that that was a lovely, lovely piece, but there could have been something in your mind to say, now, there's something that is just a little bit different about this piece, too. And what is that? I can't put my finger on it. Well, that's because it is music for the left hand only. Right. And, and it is music uh, that is... Um, um, now, when we think about left-handed music, we think of the big concerti that were written for all the veterans of the, the First World War right. who lost limbs in combat. But there's a whole other avenue that you pursued of uh, actually, for the most part, uh, older repertoire, uh, the, you know, not the post-World War One, but older repertoire that is featuring just a left hand. So we'll, let's ask the question, what brought you to this literature? Well, what spurred everything on was back in August of 2022, I actually had a little accident um, and I hurt my, I severed um, two rotator cuffs in my same shoulder, my right shoulder. And I was actually told that I would never be able to play the piano again. Uh, and determination <laughs> overrode that. <laughs> and so during the healing process, I recalled the fact that I had one of the pieces by Manuel Ponce was for left hand only. And that was one of the first times I had discovered a piece by left hand. I knew of that music, that repertoire, but didn't give it much thought. So after a few months, I started playing just that piece because I was not able to use any part of my right hand or my right arm. I couldn't move it for about a year, um, so almost a year and a half, actually. In, in a sling or a caster? Or I was, was in a sling for a little bit of a time, but then I just I couldn't bend it. I couldn't do anything. It just 
stayed there. It, I could not move it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went through quite a bit of physical, physical therapy. And then after that stopped, I ended up uh, just starting, and this has just been recent, I started doing my own physical therapy on my own, following whatever the routine was that they had suggested. I do, fortunately, right now have, uh, and I'm all repaired. That's <laughs> and excellent. And I have complete use of my right arm and my hands. And I've just started to play once again. In the last month or so, I've started to use my right hand. Mm-hmm and bring back some of the old repertoire. And one of the, another piece that spurred my thought though as well uh, during this period of time when I couldn't use my left hand is I, I was about to also be doing, presenting another program of composers, which I think I've done this, uh, a, a part of this program, uh, composers of Jewish mm-hmm. descent. Right. That was your the uh, first recording that we got in and talked about. Right, right. And there was a composer, Felix Blumenfeld, who, in discovering his music, I noticed that he had a left-handed composition, and I, rec- and I recalled that. And that gave me the thought, well, maybe this is the opportunity to start that, because I had some places in New York that asked me to do my uh, program on uh, Jewish musical reflections, but I only had one hand. <laughs> so I thought, well, that's a start. Mm-hmm, <laughs> He's mm-hmm. a composer. with, And so he was one that spurred me on to then start a new composition. And one thing led to another. And in time, I discovered so much so much repertoire. It was overwhelming how much repertoire and beautiful repertoire it was that is out there for left hand only. Yeah, it's... And, mm-hmm. Oh, and, and so one of the pieces I did record was this composition uh, by Felix Bloomfield, which is the etude for left hand only. For left hand. And, Sh- shall we listen to that? Oh, sure. And then I will explain the reason for the title. If you okay. Would like. <laughs> All right. Very good. Here we go. This is, uh, again, Nature for the Left Hand, the Opus 36 of Felix Blumenfeld.
Etude for the Left Hand by composer Felix Blumenfeld, played by our guest in the KPBX studio today, and that is Peggy Reich, who is in the Inland Northwest for a series of events that will conclude this weekend, and um, one of her regular visits to this part of the country. And uh, Peggy, you're saying that uh, you have been coming here some six years or so now? It's been about Sandpoint. six years, yes. It's been such a pleasure to come back and see familiar faces, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. in giving the master classes. It's nice to see the progression of those students that I've seen in the past, or sometimes they'll just play on the side for me if I'm not actually giving them the master class, mm-hmm. to see the progression and the, how much music has been a part of their lives as they grow that's great and to see that. Mature adults, yeah. young adults. And that uh, the master classes that you gave were at the uh, conservatory yes. in Sandpoint. And that's such a, a wonderful gem uh, of the musical world in the inland Northwest because there's so much that goes on there. And uh, and uh, the pianist from there, Melody Puller, is a, a regular guest here. I heard that's right. Yeah, she's and wonderful. she's um, also her. Uh, her the pianist uh, brother in arms Matt Goodrich uh, right. has been here often. They're coming in March because they're doing a, a Schumann program, and so we look forward to their their visit in that. Yes, I have that date on my calendar to tune in from New York. Oh, very for good, that. excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, um, let's uh, get back to the matter at hand here, which is uh, the album that we just played from Nani Musical. Explain the title, please. So that is uh, a Russian word. It comes um, from a technique. It's, it's an artistic technique that is used in all the arts. It's used in the literary arts, in the visual arts, in the musical arts. And that is where one takes whatever art you're planning on presenting and presenting it in an uncommon way. And the reason for that is to give the observer or the listener a different perspective on that art. And in this case, I chose to use one hand, which most pianists use two hands, <laughs> and I decided to use just my one hand because that was what I was able to use. So I felt that the title fit the program very well. And if you notice the CD cover as well, I thought uh, really fit the title. The CD cover was uh, done by the artist Jorge Vargas from Puerto Rico. And the CD cover is almost like a Salvador Dali-esque yes, it is. feel to it with my hand. That is my hand, actually, <laughs> that he, he oh, painted. Okay. I sent him a picture of my hand at the piano. Mm-hmm. And then that is my hand. And then I think he did a wonderful job with the... Artwork. It's yeah. He's words words do not do it justice. Um, certainly, my words would not do it justice at all. I think what we'll do is uh, this program will be up as a podcast uh, this afternoon from our our website spokanepublicradio.org. and I think I will include an image of the the cover oh, just so great. everybody can identify uh, with what we're talking about. And it, it makes once you know the context, uh, it just makes absolute and eminent sense. Um, so, so the music was written when I picked this idea of playing left-handed music. I found that there was different reasons for left-handed music to be composed. And 
I found it interesting that basically falls into three categories. The first was the reason why the first piece that I played uh, was written by uh, Scriabin, and composers would either compose pieces either for themselves or for others who either damaged one hand or permanently or maybe even temporarily because even one has to remember that even a slight damage to a finger or part of any part of your arm means that one cannot play with mm-hmm. that hand. And the second reason uh, is almost like a musical acrobats at the piano, I like to say. And that was an example of the Felix Blumenfeld, I think, because your hand is just jumping all over the place mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. quite fun, actually, to play. Yeah, because if you stop and think about it with all the, the various parts and pieces that are typically a, a part of any given piece of music, uh, you know, bass line, harmony, melody, if it is traditionally set up that way, and then ask one hand to take care of all of that and keep those, uh, um, not just being able to play the notes, but being able to play them in the correct proportion that, right, okay, this right. is the melody that, that's got to come out. And um, how hard, well, I guess the, the the basic question is how hard was it an adjustment for you to have your left hand all of a sudden having this unusual set of demands put on it? It was different but because I didn't have the use of my right hand and the idea of putting my right hand on the keys was not a possibility because mm-hmm. it just would not go there unless I rested it with the other hand and then it, I couldn't move it. I think mentally my left hand somewhat adjusted to that. I It's, it's hard to explain. Um, I knew what my left hand needed to do. Um, the fact that there's, th- this was started when the piano was invented, left-handed music, and with the use of the pedals, that helps one sustain certain notes and not sustain other notes, too. So that definitely was a help. <laughs> but I didn't, I don't think I had that much trouble really differentiating the melodic line because I knew that that's, that was what was going to happen and the idea of thinking that I had an option that my right hand could squeeze in there and help it out a little bit didn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How long was it before, between the time that you decided, okay, left hand is what I've got, left hand is what I'm going to be dealing with, um, what was the interval before you actually thought, okay, now I can go public with this. Now I'll invite people to listen to me. Probably about a year. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I just I really felt that I needed to. I needed I needed some time. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, uh, maybe maybe a little bit more than a year actually. Sure. I'm, I'm thinking probably about a year and three months. So this is just fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it is something different mm-hmm. to oh, be yeah. playing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not self conscious of my right hand, but I have had people mentioned to me that at times my right hand, because now I can move my right hand, at Mm -hmm. times I put my right hand here or there or I hold on to the bench and I'm not aware of it. So that's been quite interesting to hear people tell me, oh, I'm watching you on stage and I noticed that at a certain point your right hand grabbed a little bit tighter onto that bench and 
So now I'm very self-conscious <laughs> of that, <laughs> thinking, I wonder, and my right hand has no desire to jump up onto the piano, because some people have asked me, it looks as if you really want to bring your right hand into the piano, but I don't. It, it, in these left-handed, in mm -hmm. left-handed mm -hmm. music, I'm now just started using my right hand, and of course I feel comfortable, but I never think about that with my left hand. But I guess it looks like it's I busy do. <laughs> doing its own thing there. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, it's like the uh, in the variations on America, the Charles Ives piece mm -hmm. written originally for organ. There's a big pedal solo at the end of it that Ives said that his notation is to be played by the feet with both hands holding onto the bench. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's now, speaking of, of that sort of thing, there's a, a big piece on here that I'd like to, to play now, and that is uh, not originally for piano, not conceived for piano, only in the arrangement. And uh, it's a very famous piece. It's the Chacon from the uh, second violin partita of right. Sebastian Bach. Just a, a wonderful, wonderful piece. And one of the surprises is just who arranged it for left hand. Tell us that, reveal the, the arranger <laughs> and the story behind it. So the one that arranged it was Johann Brahms. And Johann Brahms was very close with both Clara and Robert Schumann. And there's a whole story behind that, <laughs> which we won't go into. But... There was a certain point, Clara Schumann was an amazing pianist herself, and she was a composer. I don't know how many people realize that she did some beautiful compositions, uh, some of which I am playing now with my right hand. Excellent, actually. yeah. I thought that would be such a beautiful way to start introducing my right hand again. And so there was a point in time where Clara Schumann hurt her right hand. She damaged her right hand, and she could not, she needed to rest. She was over-practicing. And so Brahms... Kind of runs in the family because her husband did that, too, at an <laughs> earlier right. age. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. And a lot of... Actually, that is a common trait amongst a lot of uh, pianists where, you know, they overpractice and then they do a little bit of a damage, hopefully only temporarily. And with her, it was only temporarily. So Brahms wrote this arrangement of the Chacon and sent it to her with a note saying, please practice this so that you could take care of that right hand. And so she did. And this is a beautiful piece. I, I knew it well before playing it, um, but I did listen to many recordings on violin as well as guitar mm -hmm. just to understand and get a grasp and a feel even more so of the phrasing that Bach wanted in what he was perceiving and combining that with the intentions of Brahms coming from the Romantic period, in which he treated it quite differently. He put a little bit more of himself, mm -hmm. obviously, into, the, into his transcription. And I just thought this transcription was just absolutely beautiful. And that was probably the second piece that I picked up after the Felix Blumenfeld. Okay. Uh, just because it just captured me and... Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. Well, yeah, uh, Bach, as uh, reimagined by Brahms, what what else could one want? Right, I guess exactly. Let's let's give Best a listen. both. <laughs> yes, indeed. So let's give a listen. Sure. This is uh, pianist Peggy Reich.
Music played by Peggy Reich, the Chacon from the Partita No. 2 in D minor by Johann Sebastian Bach, the arrangement by Johannes Brahms. This is The Piano Bench um, here on Spokane Public Radio. I'm Jim Tevenin, Peggy Reich along with me. Joining you in supporting the program today, Northwest Bach Fest, featuring the classical crossover string trio Simply Three, February 24th and 25th at the Barrister Winery. More information at nwbachfest.com. Peggy, the wonderful performance of that that piece. Thank it's you. Um, a lot going on there. You were You were saying that it really is a uh, a workout, especially for your left thumb. Yes, in that because there is so much that happens melodically um, at the 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 top of the the score on that one. It's, right, definitely a good workout for the thumb. <laughs> it's it the thumb places the emphasis of both the melody and the accompaniment, so you really need to. As we talked about earlier, at times bring the notes out, at times not, but the thumb plays such a dual role very strongly in this composition. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, something that it not, it's, as we are taught as two-handed keyboard players, uh, it's not something that we are taught, and it's actually one of the most challenging things is when the melody's in the middle with two hands, and you have to use alternate thumbs to, to bring out right, sort of thing. Right. That, that's that's. Our brains don't necessarily work that way. <laughs> it's uh, but no, very very nicely done. It's Thank you. one of the selections on your album Ostinanie Musical, um, and it comes from a time in your life when you were uh, compelled to become the left-handed pianist, uh, a la Leon Fleischer, but in a in a completely different way um, because of your resulting from an an injury. Um, there's an interesting piece on, they're all interesting, but there's one by Manuel Ponce. And this is a piece actually that is on your previous album, uh, the, the Music of Ponce, uh, Malgré Tout. Um, tell us a little bit about the piece. Well, this was a piece that he composed in 1900. And he composed and picked the same title of a piece of sculpture by the name Margarito, by the artist Jesus Contreras, and the two of them were friends. And Jesus Contreras, unfortunately, had did lose 100% the use of his right hand because he had it amputated. Um, there was some story as to whether it was from an illness or an accident, but regardless, he did use, lose the use of his right hand. And unfortunately, um, he, or fortunately, I should say, he decided he would not give up doing what he loved most, and that was his art and being a sculptor. So he created this beautiful life-size sculpture out of marble of a woman kind of on her side, her back, uh, with her hands behind her back a bit. And he named it the same title, and it's translated as Despite Everything. Mm. And the two of them were friends, and so in honor of his friend... Manuel Ponce composed this piece for Left Hand Only by the same title. And we are going to uh, hear that right now, played on their new recording by Peggy Reich. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Margaretut, the piece by Manuel Ponce, played by our guest in the studio today, Peggy Ray, from her new album that is called Ostrinenje Musical. I think I've pronounced that probably six different ways in the times I've said it here. But that is available from Peggy. It's uh, um, If you go to uh, her website, PeggyReich.com, you will find not only that CD, but also the previous recordings that she's done of the music of Jewish composers, uh, dance album, and uh, an album of the music of Mambo Ponce. So, uh, Peggy, it's been an absolute delight to uh, to have you here with us today, and uh, um, you still have one performance left uh, as part of your your tour here. You've spent your your time in uh, in North Idaho, uh, and uh, we're very grateful that you uh, made this uh, this trip to the the other side of the border here. It's been a pleasure. To join it's always us. always a pleasure being here. Well, I hope that uh, it's a shorter interval and nothing like a pandemic intervenes or injury on your part. We can have you, you back here uh, before too awfully long. And you were saying that one of the things that you are going to be doing in the relatively near future is um, doing a little bit of judging of a, of a piano competition, yes? Yes, I do that as well as I have a studio, a full studio um, in New York. And in between doing that, I also do master classes in different conservatories on the East Coast. And I also um, or is, am called upon to do some judging for either piano or other uh, for piano competitions. And that is another aspect of the beautiful life of living as a musician, yeah, I have to well, say. Well, that's, that's, that's marvelous. I look yes. forward to that. Yeah, that's great. Okay, we are going to go out with um, the other half of the, the piece that we heard at the beginning, music of Alexandra Scriabin. And this is uh, the nocturne for the, the left hand. And I, I should mention that you are going to be doing one more event here, uh, playing with the, the Friends of Music in Coeur d'Alene on yes. uh, Friday evening, the 23rd of February. And um, yes, let's. Uh, anything you want to tell us about the, the nocturne before we play? Well, the nocturne was composed by Alexander Scriabin, and he composed both the prelude and the nocturne during a time of his life when he was uh, unable to also use his right hand. He had overused his right hand, and the doctors actually did tell him that he would also not ever be able to play again, and he was devastated. He was studying at the uh, Conservatory of Music at the time, and he composed these only two pieces for left hand only. And fortunately, he did gain the use of his right hand back right. and became the rest amazing. Is history, the rest is say. history, as everybody knows. Okay. Well, here we go. We are going out on this nocturne for the left hand by Alexander Scriabin. And again, uh, uh, Peggy, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I, this has been a wonderful hour. <laughs> <laughs> 